0: The girls are complicated.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 54 of the Christian Feminist Podcast. I'm Leah Henning, and with me today is Victoria Reynolds-Farmer. Hello, Victoria.
0: Hi, Leah, and hi, listeners. Uh, We are only two today. Some other people had some uh, scheduling conflicts, so uh, hopefully you can stick with us, even though we are a short panel today.
1: Yes, and I'm sure we'll still have fun. Uh, Today, we are talking about women on 20s. But before we start, we'll introduce ourselves for any listeners that are new to the program. Victoria?
0: Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Victoria Reynolds Farmer. I'm one of the founding members of the Christian Feminist Podcast. I currently work as Audience Development Manager at Public Radio International in Minneapolis. And uh, I got my PhD in English from Florida State University. Leah, how about you?
1: Hello, I'm Leah Henning. I am currently living in Woodbury, Minnesota. That's in the Twin Cities. Um, And I am working as a job coach with a vulnerable adult who is working with Reading Corps in the elementary school. Um, I received my Master's in History from Loyola University in Chicago. Um, so to start off with today, we will just give you a little bit of some background information and history about women on twenties and uh, with the history of women on American money. Women on Twenties is actually an organization that came about when the Treasury announced um, in the last two years that they were going to redesign the $5, 10 and $20 bills, and Women on Twenties was going to push for women being represented on those bills. Women have been on American currency before, but they have not been depicted on a paper bill since Martha Washington, the wife of George Washington in the late 1800s. So when the Department of the Treasury did announce the next round of redesigned bills would, that they would be coming out in 2020, um, a grassroots movement started, to, especially to replace Alexander Hamilton on the $10 bill with a woman of historic influence. Um, The Treasury declared that they were going to make the $10 bill a commemoration of women's suffrage, uh, especially promoting uh, the suffrage movement in the 1910s and 1920s, but that their image would also still remain alongside that of Alexander Hamilton. Um, instead of replacing him with one woman in particular. Because of this, the formal group um, was formed to focus on the bill that would be redesigned after that, and that would be the $20 bill. So women on 20s, their main purpose was to, quote, compel historic change by convincing President President Obama that now is the time to dedicate the $20 bill exclusively to women." Uh, This was a campaign that opened a long list of wonderful women to the public for a popular vote, and they did work on petitions to President Obama and the Treasury Department to make the $20 bill design exclusively commemorate women. Eventually, that list was narrowed down to a winner, Harriet Tubman, uh, the American abolitionist and humanitarian. Uh, Her story is worth revisiting if you haven't looked at it in a while, but I'm not going to rant about it right now. Um, In April of last year, Women on 20s was able to celebrate because the Treasury Department announced that Tubman will be replacing Andrew Jackson on the front of the bill. Although it's a partial victory because he will still be present on the back. So, other than Martha Washington and the upcoming bill with Harriet Tubman, um, we have had women appear on US currency in the coin form and women on those coins include Eunice Kennedy, the sister of President Robert F. Kennedy, Helen Keller, Sacagawea, and Susan B. Anthony. But we do have Harriet Tubman to look forward to in 2020. So now, uh, would you mind talking a little bit, Victoria, about your experience with women on 20s and their movement? Do you think this is an issue to be interested or concerned with from a Christian perspective, from a feminist perspective, both? Why, why not?
0: Yeah, um first I I think I should say that this episode was um was a listener suggestion. Um though I I did not take the time this morning to go back through our emails um and and figure out which listener sent us this several months ago. I think it may have been Stephanie. Um I'm not sure. Anyway, whoever you are, thanks listener for for sending us this suggestion and I'm glad we finally got around to talking about it. Um, so I am really interested in this movement from a representational perspective. Uh, I, I did vote in both rounds of uh, of the popular campaign. Did, did you vote, Leah?
1: I did, although I'm going to admit I don't remember who I voted for. There was such a long list of women. Um, I just don't remember.
0: Yeah, there there really was a long um a long list, especially for the first round. Um I, I think that's why everybody got two votes in the first round. Um then I voted for Sojourner Truth and Elizabeth Cady Stanton um because I wanted to specifically vote for women who I thought were not just historic feminists but Christian feminists. Um and, and that's one of the things that I think is um interesting about the people that were possible to vote for here. Um because if, if you think about who we represent on our money um, in in addition to being you know white men on the whole um, it's it's mostly, Politicians, and that's not true in a lot of other countries. Other countries um tend to have um, activists artists writers on their money more um i'll I'll talk about this a little bit more when I get to my recommendation in the the passing on segment but i I wanted to think about how to kind of broaden um broaden that conception of who is important as an American uh with the way that i voted um so that's why i voted for uh truth and stanton um in in the first round in the second round i voted for chief wilma mankiller um mostly for a for a, a kind of poetic justice vote i figured if if we're replacing andrew jackson um it would be kind of fantastic to replace him with a native american woman given his history uh, with you know, well, let's call it what it is: his history with genocide, and and horrible, uh, horrible treatment of of Native American populations. So that's why that's why I voted for um, for those people. Um, but I I do think it's interesting to question you know, who we put on the money and why? Who are we giving, um, metaphorical and and literal um, value to? Um, in In terms of those representational choices, how about you what are um what are your thoughts on this movement and and why it's important either from a Christian perspective or a feminist perspective?
1: Oh, well, I was so excited about this from the beginning to tell the truth because I loved the idea of raising awareness of history and social interpretation of history through the monetary representation. And that's both as a feminist and as a Christian. Um, As a woman, too often in American history class, I've felt that important women have been overlooked or skated over while other historical figures, usually male were spoken of as if they were the only ones there. Um, So We've already mentioned this list that women on 20s put forward. There were almost or there were over a 100, I believe, names of women that voters could choose from. And many of them I didn't know without looking up. So just the opportunity to look through these amazing people and their stories and how it connected to the history of the nation that I'm a part of. Um, And as you mentioned, the fact that there are a lot of amazing Christian and proto-feminist women in our nation's history that we forget are there, like Abigail Adams and Ida B. Wells and Phyllis Wheatley, all of which were candidates for Women on 20s.
0: Clara Barton too. I I forgot to mention she's another. Um, in addition to Truth and Stanton, um, and Susan B. Anthony, who we've already mentioned, Barton is another Christian feminist. Um, representative on the list, she she founded the the Red Cross. Um, I I think like you're saying, it's it's easy to forget how many um social justice movements were sort of held up by women. Um. These, these big early intersections between the abolitionist movement and um, and the temperance and, and suffrage movements, for example, in our nation's history.
1: And how those movements gave power to women in ways that we often forget, uh, which is a whole other rant for, for another time. But again, just this whole movement to get a woman represented on our money, um, just brought all of those thoughts and feelings and awareness to myself and a lot of other people. Uh,
0: yeah, I I think that that's, um, what the movement was, was there to do and, and that it definitely succeeded in, in raising awareness though. Um, so, so we don't, sort of paint this all all rosy and and get the idea that um that early feminist movements and current feminist movements sort of elevate all women equally and that everything is uh sunshine and flowers and and there's no uh no disagreement um now i i think it might be a good time to segue into the Washington Post uh article that we're going to talk about
1: Absolutely
0: Okay, so I'll um I'll do that. So Feminista Jones, um, in an op-ed for the Washington Post, argues that um, that while it's good that Harriet Tubman won this popular vote, we should keep her and in fact any woman, um, off of the twenty dollar bill and off of American currency altogether. Um, Jones is is basically arguing that to put Tubman on the 20 is to make her the face of a system that um, oppressed her not just as a woman but especially doubly as a black woman and um, to to kind of co-opt Tubman within that system of oppression is to not only ignore Tubman's history as a slave woman but also to ignore how US economics continues to oppress women of color even more than white women um she notes of course that the 78 cent um pay gap number that you hear thrown around so often um only applies to white women it's even lower um 56 cents for black women and even lower than that for latino women um to the to the white male dollar and so she says um if we put harriet tubman's face on this money we're we're sort of flattening out all of these difficult political notions we're acting like this victory of putting her on the money overshadows um, a, a really complex uh history and present that still has a lot of sexism and racism in it and in in talking about the american capitalist system and and how racism is so connected to it jones um Mentions that the thing that Tubman is most famous for, being an engineer on the Underground Railroad, um, involved, when you get down to it, stealing private property because slaves were property of other people, and um, and taking that property's value away, converting it into freedmen and freedwomen, and that this undermines capitalism, and so. Um, this is why we should not connect tubman's face to this capitalist system um i i really see her point i i think that this is a a really smart argument but i i wanted it to do a little more i wanted it to not only point out this problem, but offer a solution to the problem as well, which it it doesn't do. And maybe that's just a a function of the space she had in the column. I don't know. Um, I, I really respect her for making this, you know, you, you can't, uh, you can't use the master's tools to rebuild the master's house argument, but, um, she, she doesn't give us a new toolbox. And, and that is something I, I wanted her to at least, uh, at least point toward what do you think
1: i had almost the same reaction i thought that she had some really good points uh, because in a way it is as you said rebuilding the master's house with the master's tools um but again i love the movement for putting a woman on the 20 bill or on all of the bills um because i see it as more awareness than covering up. But I do understand what she's saying about um, this being more of a show of progress without the actuality of progress in our world. I guess I would just rather have at least a little bit of progress with the representation of women in our currency then, just remain at a standstill, um, because, as you pointed out, she doesn't really give us any options for how we're supposed to how we're supposed to progress or change um without without this campaign
0: right it's the the standstill that that troubles me a little bit, like, okay, um we don't want to make tubman complicit in this oppressive system fine i understand that but but so then what do we do does money just have old white dudes only on it forever and ever amen like how, how at what point are we able to find a person that can suitably break out of that you know at what point do we find a person who is not in some way being made to be complicit in an oppressive system if their face is put on the money
1: right And in some regards, I don't view this as a disrespect to Tubman's legacy, as Jones was making it out to be in her argument. I see it more as a kind of spit-in-your-eye move, where she's come full circle, and now she's on the money. Like, she stole property, in a way. She was part of a movement that ended a really awful chap. Well, an awful part of our nation's history. Um,
0: She was an anti-government spy in the civil war. Yeah, she was,
1: she was a, 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 well, a word that I probably shouldn't say. Mm. (laughs) She was wonderful. Um, (laughs) And just stick it to the man. And she's replacing Andrew Jackson, which I don't think there are many people out there who would say is a bad thing. I, if we could like, put another woman on the back to replace him completely, that would be great. Um, so I, again, I, I don't see this as something that is against her legacy. It's more like, now she's finally conquered everything that she was fighting against in a way, and that is a major overstatement. but with the imagery, it does feel that that is kind of what's going on
0: i I would also like to interpret it that way um i'm I'm a little reticent too though um I mean, we're two white women here talking about the image of a black woman, so I think we should we should use some caution um i i don't want to be That's true i i don't want to be sort of capital letters white feminist here um which is why i'm i'm reluctant to say i i completely think jones is is wrong um in saying let's just keep tubman out of it um so i i really would like to hear um from our listeners about this what do you think about Jones's argument. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, Do you think that putting Tubman on the money is a a kind of um, an an actual progressive reclamation move or not? Let us know.
1: And thank you for pointing out the white feminist aspect, um, because we don't want to overstep those bounds. But I still want to participate in celebrating this moment where we do finally have a woman on a a dollar bill uh, Mm -hmm. after over a hundred years of not having one. So I think now we'll just go on to our recommendations. Um, Victoria, would you like to start?
0: Sure. Uh, So I'm going to recommend a recent, um, or fairly recent, um, Time Magazine listicle from last year, titled, These 10 Countries Already Have Women on Their Currency. Um, And it just does exactly what the title suggests, lists um, 10 currencies with women on them um, from other countries that beat the United States to that place. Um, Lots of countries all over the world syria israel turkey um lots of other places and what i thought was most interesting um about the countries and the people mentioned in this listicle isn't just um that lots of countries have women on their money which is great but also um because it spotlights how other countries don't just limit these spots to politicians they give space to artists and writers and activists um frida kahlo in Mexico, Um, Astrid Lindgren who wrote the Pippi Longstocking books in Sweden, Um, some suffrage activists in Israel. So that's my recommendation, one of my recommendations. Um, Examine what other countries have women on their money. And uh, I have another recommendation today in honor of Harriet Tubman. Um, I'd like to recommend that folks check out um, a relatively new television show it's on, um, it airs on WGN, um, but I know you can find the first season on Hulu right now and the second season is premiering in March, uh, it's called Underground, and, um, it's really interesting, it is notable, I think, because, uh, the cast is, um, almost entirely black and um, it's an ensemble show that has a number of black female leads as well, centers on their stories. It's about seven slaves that escape from a plantation in Georgia and, um, and, and make a run for freedom. Their relationships with each other, their relationships to the plantation that they escape from, um, both field slaves and house slaves, so you get sort of different, different sides. Um, of that experience. Uh, I particularly want to shout out two incredibly strong, nuanced female performances from Journey Smollett-Bell and Amira Van, who play mother and daughter. Uh, Amira Van plays um, the kind of head female house slave. Her name is Ernestine. I don't wanna give spoilers, but I'll I'll say her story is incredibly interesting just in terms of what kind of um power and strength she has at her disposal as a slave, um, in the house and not in the field. And Journey Smollett Bell uh her daughter, whose name is escaping me, Rosalie, her daughter Rosalie. Um, both of those performances are really, really powerful. You should check them out. And at the very end of the first season, uh, they introduced um, Harriet Tubman, who is going to be a central character in the second season, played by Aisha Hines, um, who, if any of you watched um, the Under the Dome miniseries, she was in that. So I'm interested to see um what Harriet Tubman um on screen looks like and um because I I think we know her story as a country but kind of see her not really as a human person because her story is so so larger than life. Um so check out Underground if you're interested in exploring that more.
1: And that is a wonderful series. I've started watching it recently as well. So I'm just going to back up Victoria's recommendation there. Um, I'm going to recommend an article that came out last May from the Christian Science Monitor with the very clickable title, Will Harriet Tubman Grace $20 Bills? Why Some Groups Don't Want That?, I found this article really interesting because it does have a lot of the different responses to Harriet Tubman being chosen as the woman to replace Andrew Jackson. So it has um, a very simplified restatement of a lot of the different perspectives about people who are supporting Jackson staying on the bill, uh, some of the arguments that we've mentioned about how it's covering up a lot of inequality. Um, One person calls it hush money um, and why some people are still saying that it's a wonderful thing. Um, And there are links through this article to what these other arguments are and gives you more resources that way. There's also a link to um, some of President Obama's uh, comments about... Uh, women on currency and his response to the new designs of the five10 and twenty dollar bills that are coming out um, so it's just a very interesting uh, article that leads to more perspectives on this issue um, also for Harriet Tubman I really encourage listeners to check out the biography Harriet Tubman, The Road to Freedom by Catherine Clinton. It's a really engaging biography. It's fairly Um, well-encompassing. It's just a wonderful book to start off with if you're interested in learning more about her specifically. But also just check out the Women on 20s website to look through that super long list of the different candidates that came up to be put on the $20 bill. Um, it's, so, it's an impressive list that I really urge you to look at that it just brings you to different parts of American history that you might not have known existed. Um, so be sure to check that out and we'll leave a link in the episode notes. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Christian Feminist Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. If you have topic or reading recommendations for future shows, or if you just want to drop us a line, you can do so at ChristianFeministPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on our Facebook page and check out the show notes from this and our other episodes at the Christian Humanist blog at ChristianHumanist.org. The Christian Feminist Podcast is a member of the Christian Humanist Radio Network. Kristen Filippic is our press liaison, and Elizabeth Bremner is our intern. For Victoria Reynolds Farmer, I'm Leah Henning. Tune in next time when we will be discussing Margaret Cavendish and the blazing world. Until then, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, and in all things, love.